You're listening to Food for the Future on 980CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future. Today's show is part of the monthly Waste Not series in which we discuss food waste and ways in which the agri-food system and households can contribute to global change. We'll be discussing the national Love Food Hate Waste Canada program with Jack Froze, chair of the National Zero Waste Council. And after the break, we'll be speaking with Allison Schott, senior communication specialist with the Love Food Hate Waste Canada program. Today is New Year's Day, so lots to look forward to and lots of plans to make and hopefully reducing food waste is part of that. Welcome, Jack. Well, thank you. Really, really happy to have you here. Jack, what is the Love Food Hate Waste Canada program and how long has it existed? Well, the uh, Love Food Hate Waste uh, Canada program has existed in Canada since uh, 2018. So Love Food Hate Waste uh, is a behavior change campaign that was first introduced into Canada by Metro Vancouver. But because of resonance with the public, the National Zero Waste Council expanded it to a national bilingual campaign in 2018. The Love Food Hate Waste uh, Canada is designed to help all of us make the most of the food that we love. And the main goal is to help Canadians make the food go further and waste less by providing simple and actionable items to reduce food waste in the home. We ask all Canadians to get started by making one small change. What a great way to kick off the new year. One small change. You know, we think of all the food waste in the world and we think, oh my gosh, that's so big. What could I do? But the reality is the cumulative contribution that each individual household can make is significant. So I love that the Love Food Hate Waste Canada program is really focused on what households can do. And I'm wondering, Jack, what are some of the basic goals of this program? Well, the basic goal is to prevent food waste generated by households across Canada and to provide Canadians with easy to implement solutions to arm them with the tools to stop wasting food. Uh, And uh, it's good that this is New Year's because we all want to reduce. I think that's a lot of our uh, our goals for the New Year is to reduce a little bit and and to implement some goals from Love Food Hate Waste, I think is a good part of it. Right. And baby steps, at least one thing, and then grow outward from there. You know, sometimes we can get really ambitious, which is great, but get discouraged and then give up on something that otherwise might have been some real wonderful behavior change that makes a significant contribution to our household economics, because when we're wasting food, we're also wasting money, but also to uh, our communities and and to the world. So great, great program. And we'll talk with uh, Allison after the break about some strategies. But I'd like to know, Jack, what an achievement, Love Food, Hate Waste Canada program. What was the process that the organizing leaders followed to put this full team and the website and all of the resources together? There's a program that uh, originated in the United Kingdom. Uh, Love Food Hate Waste uh, Canada uh, is uh, was born from that, and it was successful in the United Kingdom. And uh, we brought it over to Canada to to, to make it for Canadians. Uh, National Zero Waste uh, Council believed that we could make this campaign relevant to Canadians. And to do this, we reached out to partners across Canada to become involved and help us carry a common message that we can reduce household food waste. So we reached out to uh, other cities, uh, to corporations, and uh, and a real a robust uh, program campaign to change behavior of, of individuals like you and me. And uh, it's, it's something that, that's really been working well. We have a great team that brings a Love Food Hate Waste Canada campaign to life. And we've created a great website full of free resources at lovefoodhatewaste.ca. And there's lots of daily content on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Definitely something that I'm going to start following more so than I have in the past, because I really feel I'm missing out when I don't get every single update from the Love Food Hate Waste Canada program. And Jack, I really 
really admire that, um, you know, sometimes when we're trying to do the right thing, things can get political, but it's great that you already recognized and the team already recognized something was done really, really well somewhere else. And building on what had already been working instead of reinventing the wheel. And really, I think that sincerity probably really helped this movement travel. And you were able to get the incredible team, the resources and support that you have on that basis, that it really is a goodwill initiative and that's something everyone can participate in. Do you have some sense of the statistics on household waste in Canada, Jack? Yeah, it's... uh... You know, it's it, these numbers. Uh, I'm going to give you a few numbers, and it really brings it home to to how big this problem is. I think a lot of us think, well, for me, it's not that big a problem. You know, I have that that banana that got turned a little bit brown, or that cheese that went a little bit moldy, and I can throw it out. You know, I should have you know should have eaten it you know a few days ago, but I didn't, and you don't think it's a big deal. But really, every year, Canadian households throw out almost 2.2 million tons of edible food, and this is uh, edible food that's thrown in the garbage compost bins, like. I mentioned food that we, we could have eaten, but it just stayed in the fridge too long. And uh, it's not the bones or the apple cores. This is edible food that we're throwing away. 63% of the food that Canadians throw away could at one point have been eaten. That's a that's a huge, uh, huge amount. But to bring it home, uh, I think to all of us, it's about 140 kilos of wasted food per year per Canadian household. And that's a cost of about $1,100 per year, almost $100 a month that's just going into the garbage or just going into the, into the compost. So it's, uh, yeah, it's certainly a huge problem. And I think we all have a part to play. Food waste uh, in the landfill generates greenhouse gas emissions uh, due to composition. So reducing food waste is a climate action. And every ton of food, of household food waste that can be avoided is equivalent to taking one car off the road each year. So going back to the 2.2 million tons of edible food, that's 2.2 million cars. It's uh, it's a huge number. So so clearly you can see how uh, how much we as individuals can do just by cutting it down. Even if we cut it down by half, it it's a, it turns into a very large number. So wow. you know it's it's uh, and a lot of Canadians are motivated to do something about reducing their food waste. Well, that's really good to hear because those statistics are staggering. And you're right. I, I think of myself. Well, I I might throw something. Where I think well, it's only it's only this or it's only that. But if I had put it all in one spot, sort of, and had a view of that over the year, how much I actually did throw away, I'm sure I would have a very different view of that. So those statistics are very, very helpful to put the entire program of Love Food, Hate Waste Canada into context and why we all need to work together to do something. And Jack, generally, why is food wasted in Canada? You know, it's, uh, I, I, you know, we believe that uh, Canadians are really unaware uh, that food waste generated by households is a problem, uh, as, we, yeah. as we already spoke about. Uh, many think that food waste is generated at the grocery stores or other points along the food supply chain. Uh, or people truly think that even if food waste is a problem, they can't make a difference. And that's why we built the campaign with statistics to to show how much food is being wasted across Canada. And once people hear the statistics and how much, you know, how many tomatoes, how many loaves of bread, uh, other staples are wasted every day, uh, there's more interest to change. It, it brings it it brings it home to all of us when we realize how big the problem is. As I listen to you, I'm starting to uh, agree that it's probably an awareness that it's not, you know, a shame and blame kind of situation. It's just more just being aware, but also know how. And uh, we'll talk about some strategies after the break. But for now, Jack, it's, it's a new year. Uh, New Year's Day, and we're all thinking of the future. And you had mentioned that Canadians were motivated to change. And to what degree are they motivated? Uh, you know, we are, like you say, starting a new year. It's a good time to start thinking about how we're going to make some changes. And uh, the public reaction to the Love Food Hate Waste campaign uh, is, has been has been excellent. And we're hoping that 
uh, we can make a difference. And we're, we're talking about not wasting food. Food is something very basic in our lives and something most of us love to share with our family and friends. And our message is don't waste something that you love. Uh, and there's lots of motivations on uh, why we should reduce our household food waste. It can be uh, as simple as thinking of the resources and the labor that goes into food uh, production. And that starts at the farm. It, it goes through all of the, the trucking and all of the processing and all of the packaging and all the getting into the store and then getting it into your grocery cart and getting it into your, your, your refrigerator and then onto your table. There's a lot of energy that goes into, into food. And by wasting it, we've, we've uh, done a lot to waste those resources and the labor that goes into it. Uh, there's also the greenhouse gas emissions uh, that I talked about uh, earlier. Not only uh, the greenhouse gas emissions that are, that are created by uh, food going to the landfill or, or composter, it's, it's the greenhouse gas emissions that are generated from the production. You know, the tractor that has to plow the field and, and uh, you know, is generating energy and, and, get, and greenhouse gas emissions. And we can reduce that by uh, using our food better. That helps. Bottom line, you know, we all have a budget. We all have to be you know, conscious of how we spend our money and uh, food prices are going up and we know that they're going up, especially uh, I've seen a lot here uh, in BC with the pandemic um, shortage of supplies. Uh, we just uh, went through, a, you know, just a little while ago, a major flood, which uh, really hampered our food supply. Food prices are going up. So what we can do to, you know, help our own bottom line and our own households certainly could go a long way. So I think it doesn't matter what your motivation is. Um, there's lots of great tips on your journey to wasting less food. And uh, if we look ahead a few years, this will be one of the things that brings positive change. Uh, and as we reconnect with cooking and using the food uh, that is in our homes and, uh, and it starts off with when you're at the grocery store, uh, making wise choices, choices that you know that that food will get used then preserving food that you don't use, but preserving it in a way that you can use it later. Wow, really, really great advice and encouraging words, Jack, moving forward in the new year around that we can do this. You know, very motivating knowing that we're not alone trying to uh, move the dial on food waste in our own homes. And I really appreciated when you said, don't waste something you love. To take that back to the grocery store, if you only buy what you love, hopefully you will eat it. And right. uh, so it really does come full circle. And thank you so much, Jack, for sharing your vision and expertise with us today. And I'm really uplifted with all the work that you have done. And I think we've got a much clearer path forward. So happy new year. Thank you, Peggy. And happy new year to you. All the best for 2022. Thank you. And to you as well. After the break, we'll find out ways to help households and communities across Canada understand and avoid food waste. Allison Schatz, Senior Communication Specialist with Love Food Hate Waste Canada program will join us. Welcome back to Food for the Future on 980CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future, and we're talking about food waste across Canada with Allison Schatz, Senior Communications Specialist with the Love Food Hate Waste Canada Program. Welcome, Allison, and Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. Delightful to have you here today. Allison, we heard before the break from Jack all about the uh, reasons why we should be avoiding food waste and the supports that there are across Canada in the Love Food Hate Waste program. But I'd like to talk to you about some very specific strategies. And what does Love Food Hate Waste Canada take as an overall approach? So for us, it's really about education and awareness. I think it's easy for many of us and for a long time to pat ourselves on the back and think that we're doing enough if we put our food waste in the compost or in the green bin. Um, and obviously that is much better than putting food in the garbage. But 
our benchmark study shows that 63% of all the food we throw away could have been eaten. So we can have a bigger impact if we prevent that food from being wasted in the first place. Um, and, you know, this isn't the eggshells or banana peels that we're talking about. It's extra rice we didn't have leftover plans for or the roast that was twice as big as we needed or those radishes, you know, sitting in the back of the fridge. Um, so our strategy is first and foremost to educate households on the problem around food waste and secondly, to arm families with the tools to take action. Okay, so really, really great. Two parts, education and then information on how to make that change and uh, sounds really, really good. One of these strategies is planning. You had mentioned not uh, having a little bit of rice left over, but not thinking about how that rice could be used. Can you tell us a little bit more about how planning will help avoid food waste? Because I agree with you, if we can avoid it in the first place, then we don't have to get into food waste management. And uh, I agree with you, avoiding is the best approach. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. It's planning is such an important step in preventing our food waste. We have a lot of content we share on lovefoodhatewaste.ca that focuses on planning and preparing. So it could be a really simple tip, like just checking your cupboards when you're making your grocery list before you go to the grocery store or more tactical tools like um, planning your portions if you're hosting a holiday dinner and then understanding the best storage for fresh and pantry foods so we can make those foods last as long as possible. Um, we like to keep things simple yet accurate. We know Canadian families are busy and the good news is that our tips and tools are incredibly easy to put into action. Good. And I think that will help with the success if it's something realistic without 20 steps and complex yeah. Um, devices or materials or bins or whatever, that the likelihood of success is really high when you keep it simple. And I think, you know, planning, you had mentioned uh, looking to see what you do have in your cupboards or fridge before you go to the grocery store and automatically buy what it is that you get every week. And one of the things that I found as a successful strategy is I've really brought myself down to a very core inventory. We talk about capsule wardrobes and I, I think I have a capsule kitchen where I don't inventory something if it doesn't go in at least three things. So everything mixes and matches. I can make hundreds of recipes and, but it took a lot of planning. And uh, now when I go to the store, as you had mentioned, I only get what it is that I need. You had also mentioned Allison portion control and how does portion control help eliminate food waste? So knowing and cooking proper portions can help you avoid leftover waste. Um, this is especially true for pantry stables that expand when cooked like pasta or rice. We all too often overestimate how much we need and then cook more than we can eat in a single meal. The good news is that we have a huge library of delicious recipes on our website to use up this leftover pasta and rice and other grains and so on in a very delicious way. Oh, I bet. And just when you had talked, I hadn't thought about things that expand once they are not in storage anymore, like rice and pasta. But as you had said, the good news is there's all kinds of things to do with leftover pasta soups and casseroles and rice is almost unlimited. If you um, like, uh, is it Arancini, the Italian, you've got to have day old rice to bake those really, really perfectly. And keeping foods fresh is really important as well to avoid spoilage. How is that achieved? It's easy to say hard to do, but the lettuce can turn very quickly as can berries. Um, those aren't the only foods I'm not picking on them, but it is a bit of a challenge keeping food fresh. What advice do you have? Yes, totally agree with you. It's happened to all of us that food has gone bad before we can use it. Um, a great resource we just created over the last year, um, we're calling it our Encyclopedia of Food Tips. It's the Food Storage A to Z Guide. We have over 50 food items and guides on how to store them, how to keep them fresh for longer, and how to revive them when they're past their prime. 
And there's some really easy ways also to use them up if you need ideas. Um, you know, for example, something I learned when we were developing this is that apples last six to 10 times longer when they're stored in the fridge as opposed to on the counter. So now my apples go in the fridge and I keep them fresher for longer. Um, this is a great resource to just have close at hand when you get back from the grocery store or the farmer's market and you're putting your food away. You can check it and see where to put things to keep them freshest for longest. Um, we also have a fridge guide that is basically a map to your fridge and outlines which foods go where. For example, we should be storing our milk in the middle of the fridge where it's coldest and not on the door, which is where I think a lot of people store their milk and certainly I used to. Well, you know, that's a really good tip because when you're opening the door and sometimes we're pausing to think, hmm, what will I have? And very, very slightly that milk is coming up in temp because it's out in the warmer air. It makes a lot of sense to store it centrally in the refrigerator. And also um, you had mentioned using things up, trying to uh, not open something new while something of the same sort is, is already there and, and not quite finished yet. I think of peanut butter in my house. Uh, nobody really wants to have those last little bits of peanut butter, but you know what? <laughs> we do. And we have it before we open a new jar. Just it's, it's a habit and we don't even think twice about it now. Allison, it's a brand new year, time to make plans. And I love the Love Food Hate Waste uh, Canada. Plan it out, use it up and keep it fresh. I think those are things that we can easily remember. And they combine into a wonderful strategy. And I know that I want to help move the dial on global food waste. And I know that listeners want to help too. So what more can we do? I would say let's spread the word. Um, Jack alluded to it earlier. People might not realize that household food waste is an issue that does contribute to climate change. And it's actually so easy to act on. So, um, you know, we find time and time again, when we share our stats about how much household food waste occurs in Canada, people are shocked and surprised. So whether, you know, you're talking to family and friends, or you want to start a food waste challenge at your office, we just really encourage you to talk about it and help us spread awareness. Well, that's great. So um, becoming aware of the Miller Food Hate Waste Canada program, but then also getting an office challenge going. I love that idea because there is usually, you know, the microwave in the fridge in that area, or even if it's not a common eating space, just I did a presentation last summer to a community group here, and it was just so exciting. By the end of the talk on food waste, everybody was sort of jumping in. Oh, I do this and I do that. And the impact that just one meeting with a group of individuals at work can have really can have a big difference. And of course, yes. we're creating that momentum, that excitement that we're part of the group that's moving the uh, food waste style. We're part of the group that's actually making change and saving money. Allison, those are amazing tips. And I'm just wondering if you have any final thoughts for our listeners about food waste across the nation? So there's a lot in the news about climate change these days, and sometimes it can feel really overwhelming. And we as the Love Food Hate Waste Canada team get that, and I get that on a personal level. But when we talk about avoidable food waste, this is the problem that is actually solvable and quite easily solvable. So I'd like to leave it with that. When we make a small change starting today, it can add up to a really big impact. Oh, what a great message on New Year's Day. We can make a small change today and ripple out to have significant impact. And Jack also left us with wonderful parting words. Uh, don't waste what you love. So buy the food that you love and, and enjoy it. Thank you, Allison, for our conversation today. While these are difficult realities um, that we need to confront, in listening to you, I see together that we can make a really big impact for our shared future. Thank you very much and Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. Today on the show, we've been speaking about avoiding food waste with Jack Froze and Allison Schatz from the National Love Food Haze Waste Canada program. Each week, we leave you with something to talk about and something to do. 
something to talk about? What can your household do to avoid food waste? Something to do? Visit lovefoodhatewaste.ca to find out what others are doing to reduce the amount of food wasted in households across Canada. Next week on the show, it's City Farming, and we'll discuss winter gardening with Amy Turnbull from the London Middlesex Master Gardeners. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, Home Economist, and you've been listening to the show, Food for the Future. Thank you to our platinum-level sponsors, Burn Bray Farms, Eggs for Life, and the Middlesex London Food Policy Council. Food for the Future with Peggy O'Neill airs every Saturday at 8.30 on 980 CFPL and 980 CFPL.ca.